0: Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's Friday, June 18th, a day before Juneteenth. If you have a financial question, give us a holler. Our email address, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Kelly writes My husband and I listen to your podcast as a daily routine while he eats breakfast and I pack lunches and get ready for the day. We are both nearly 52. We are working professionals. He has a pension. I have a 401k. We are automatic savers and dollar cost averagers. We have two teenage daughters, one off to college in the fall and we've saved for college. Here's my challenge. I'm beginning to think about fine, meaning financial independence, new endeavor. Kelly says, I need to work personally, but I feel like I've earned the right to work at a job that I feel more passionate about, even if it's not maximizing my income potential. So while I try and wrap my type A brain around that, Recent personal events have driven home to me the lost opportunity cost of saying no to luxuries and experiences. I want to feel comfortable that if I make a purchase, for example, a condo near the beach that we would both use and rent out, that I'm not derailing our savings efforts. The numbers work in my favor. It's the emotional hurdle and the need for objective reassurance that seems to hold us back. Our whole working lives have been fiscal prudence, and risk management. How do I get comfortable taking a risk so that we are, quote, forced to enjoy life and get comfortable with that? Thank you for any thoughts or feedback happy to provide numbers or specifics, but let me just say that we have no debt. Our net worth will be slightly in excess of 3 million bucks, not counting our private home. We've got cash reserves in the event of an emergency. Mark, what can we do to give Kelly permission? I mean, essentially, I always say the way I give permission is to just run the numbers, but it seems like the numbers, she already knows that. Okay. here Here it is. Kelly, I want you to do this. I want you to do this because you have earned that right. You really have. This is the whole point. It's also funny. Like I remember when I would used to, I, when I was in the business of financial planning, right? And I would have clients, and they'd save, 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 and they and then finally they, I, I'd say, okay, you, you know, you're there, and they'd move the goalposts, meaning that they would say, oh, I know you said I needed to gather up three million dollars, but you know, I think I need five. Well, you think I'm telling you you don't, but if that, if you want to keep working, that's one thing. But I think for you, you've got to give yourself permission to try this. And essentially you've proven to yourself that you can do it. You've padded the numbers. You've assumed a very low investment return. You've assumed that inflation would run maybe a little bit hotter than you would think. And the numbers still work. Then you do it. Again, this is always about the numbers for me. All right. Karen says, I just came across your podcast and I started to binge it. I love that, Mark. Uh, Karen says, family of four, both parents work outside the home. My husband and I are 45. Our children are 10 and 12. We make about 175 grand. We live in the Garden State of New Jersey. And Karen says, I've saved 70 grand in cash and I have only about $180,000 in investments both brokerage and retirement accounts. No consumer debt. We currently rent. I max out my 401k and my Roth. My husband has no retirement right now and just a small amount in a Roth. I'm maxing out his Roth this year. He just started a job with a 401k with a match. Our original plan was to buy a house this year. Due to the current market, we decided to wait. I don't blame you landlord is looking to sell our house next year so we can't extend the lease even a year beyond that so okay i feel behind on retirement and as a homeowner i'm getting anxiety just thinking about it my question do i keep saving more for retirement or save for the down payment my seventy thousand includes the emergency fund and the down payment new jersey is expensive i feel like we have a lot to catch up on Thanks for your help. Let me take you off the hook Karen. This is Jill taking everyone off the hook day. Don't worry about buying a house. Save more in retirement. How's that? Come on. The amazing thing to me is that the housing market it's sort of giving you an excuse to just say, "Let me get away from this." Now, I'm not saying it's fun to move. It's a pain in the ass. I get it. But you're going to have to move and you should rent and you should not look back and you should just focus on retirement. And And yeah, I mean, the rental market is a much better market right now, especially in these suburban areas, which have gone kaflooey. So we'll see how this goes. But no, just retirement. Mike is uh, 53. Let's see. Wife is 53. I'm 54. We started out 30 years ago. We made 20 grand a year and we've made great progress. Income has increased steadily until... About six to eight years. I thought this was going to be a bad news, and it's a good news story. Okay. They increased fairly steadily until about six to eight years ago when it doubled. I love that. Uh, they make about 250 to 300 grand. They've been savers in their 401ks and their four fifty seven Since the income doubled, we've maxed both her 401k and my 457 plan, We and we have catch-up contributions because they're over the age of 50. They contribute to an HSA as well. All of our retirement savings are deferred. Thirty grand in Roth. Here we go. You ready for the numbers, Mark? Three hundred twenty grand in a four hundred and fifty-seven. Eight eighty in a four hundred and one k. Thirty-seven HSA. Thirty grand Roth. Sixty grand in emergency reserves, which is a six month fund. Ten grand in a five twenty-nine plan. The youngest child has a semester left in college. Home value four hundred fifty two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars mortgage refinanced to a fifteen year two point seven five car loan. That's weird, isn't it? That's the only thing that sticks out. Plan to retire at age 60, $30,000 pension and healthcare. Retirement spending, 120 grand a year. Social Security at full retirement age, 32 and 36. So let's look. They're going to have, let's see, 30, 60, 90. They're going to have about 100 grand of their 120 is going to be fulfilled. That's kind of good. Partner and I trying to decide if we should switch contributions from traditional to Roth. I mean, they really have no very little money in Roth. You're going to get hosed when you have, obviously, nine. You get $1.2 million right now that's in retirement. You're going to have income. Yeah, I mean, I might do Roth. There's two things I think that are a little bit lacking here. One is, yeah, it would be great to have some more money in Roth. Two, I think you probably need to get rid of that car loan unless it's 0%. And also, at the same time, I'd beef up your emergency reserve fund. That's what I would do. A little bit of everything. So I don't know. It's going to be tough. I mean, it's not going to be tough for long. They have plenty of money to to meet their needs, frankly. But I don't know. I'm not like convinced that this is the greatest plan in the world. Um, I would love it if you could retire maybe closer to 65. But, you know, he's going to have health care, right? So he has that covered with his pension and health care. I don't know if she's going to actually retire at the same time or not. I don't know. Those are gap years where they're going to need to pull 70, 80 grand a year from their asset base. And for a lot of that, it's going to be really important for them to be smart about how they manage it. All right. Kenneth is 69 and is a widow, a widower. Um, I have $60,000 in an annuity and receive $230 a month from that annuity. I have a mortgage of $25,000 on my house. The payment's $300 a month, and it's eight and a half years left. Is it a smart idea to cash my money and pay my house off? I'm not in a financial bind. I pay all of my bills with enough to live off of. Uh, You know what? Why don't you just keep doing what you're doing right now? The problem is if you take all the money out of the annuity, then you're going to have to pay tax on it. So here's what I would say. You are single. I don't know how much your total taxable income is. The only way I would do this is if you could stay in the 12% tax bracket. So what I would do is I would call the annuity company and say, how much tax would I have to pay if I cashed in 25 grand from my annuity? just ask that question. You can receive taxable income of up to $40,000. So I presume you also have social security. So you have social security and annuity. You want to keep it under $40,000. That's about as much as I want you to pull out. And then you can stay in the 12% tax bracket. And I think that would make sense, but don't just pull it out willy nilly and pay the whole thing off. Stay within that 12% tax bracket. We've been talking a lot about this, we want a new acronym. We don't want FIRE because Jill, the you know old fart, and Mark, the nervous Nelly, we don't want to necessarily say retire early. Financial independence, we're on top of, we don't love retire early. So we've had two different ideas. One is FINE, financial independence, new endeavor, and the other is FIERO financial independence enables retirement options. And Susan writes, I love the listener's suggestion to change fire to fine. I just heard the new idea of Fiero, but you said fine sounded kind of dull, but I have to disagree. When I heard the suggestion of fine, I immediately thought of the Indigo Girls and could imagine their song closer to fine as a motivating anthem for anyone pursuing financial independence, so count me as a vote for fine. Susan, love it, and I am. I'm in fact writing that down as an extra message. That's an extra vote for me. Closer I am to fine, closer I am to fine. There it is. You see? Uh, all right, fantastic. Uh, I love it. Thank you so much, Susan. And fine, it is. I'm. I'm sticking with fine for now. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, do you love our music? It's composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio. He is our executive producer. We're distributed by Cadence13, and we love hearing from you. Send us your emails. Ask Jill at JillonMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillonMoney.com. Get ready for a little economic boot camp because this weekend we have a fantastic guest, friend of the pod, Diane Swank, chief economist of Grant Thornton. She's going to tell us exactly what's going on in the economy and you are going to be smarter for having listened to it. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to do something nice for someone else today. And of course, practice your meditative mantra, grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.